Good morning, everyone. I'm sorry we're not together in person today, but I'm really glad to be with you and be able to share what's on my heart from the Lord today. I may look a little tired. Jim and I got a new kitten and, uh, you know, it's all coming back to me, like how much work they are, these little ones, this little 12-week-old kitten, and how much energy they have. And he's got two, two speeds. One is full tilt and the other is unconscious. But he's cute and he's, you know, he's just completely captivated us. And he's changing our household. And we're also changing his life. You know, the antics are so cute now. He's little, so the craziness is okay. But he's going to get older, and we know that we're going to be setting patterns with his behavior. And so we know he needs limits for a healthy life and for a happy family. So uh, we're in the process of starting to uh, guide him and teach him and correct him as needed along the way so that he's gonna have a great future. And it's the same for us. It's true also for our life in Christ. Uh, we have changed lives that are full of grace and none of us are without sin. And yet we are called to grow up into the full example of Christ. Now, I know that's not something that we can achieve here on this earth, but we will be growing, as scripture says, from glory to glory. And in Christ, we continue to make progress. And really, that's what our passage today in Ephesians um, spoke to me about, is this idea of growing into the full example of Christ. Um, the message version at the end of our reading goes like this. It says, watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loves, loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. That's the way our scripture is calling us to love. And so as we speak about being imitators of Jesus, the key is this idea of continual growth, continual change. None of us are able to live with that love of that sacrificial love of Jesus as yet, but we are becoming more and more like him all the time. And that is only true though, if we are leaning into his leadership, it's an active process. Scripture calls this change transformation. Transformation is a supernatural change that happens through the work of the Holy Spirit within us. And it can happen for each one of us as we give our lives over to him. And it begins with hearing and living in truth. Ephesians 4.25, at the beginning of our reading today, says, So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. And I like the way the message version 
states that and says, what this adds up to then is this, no more lies, no more pretense, tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other after all. When you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. That's a very rich scripture. And as it's talking about our neighbors, it's speaking specifically to our fellow believers. It's speaking about those kinds of neighbors, those in our church family. Ephesians 4 through and 5 get into some specific examples of sin, especially sins where we deceive ourselves. And we, we lie to ourselves, we lie to one another, and we think we can hide it from God. We live in a very sensitive, prickly, even defiant culture. No one wants to be accountable. No one wants to come under authority. I was raised in a culture that said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Is that familiar to some of you? But now it seems that the opposite approach is true. It's uh, say whatever you want, state your opinion to anyone, regardless of your relationship or responsibility with them. But the truth is that neither of these cultures is a biblical picture of Christian community. And that's what I wanna talk about today. I wanna challenge us to reset the truth within Christian community, to reset our perspective about living in truth in Christian community. We are meant to help one another grow, and we are meant to allow others to help us grow. It goes two ways. I was in a meeting this week on Zoom, and one of the participants was, we were talking about the topic of sin, and one of the participants described sin like this. Sin is separation, separation from God, separation from others, separation from ourselves. And most of the time, that separation comes because we are lying or deceiving ourselves or God or others. You know, I understand that we don't like to talk about sin. It makes us weirdly uncomfortable. We like to think we don't need to change but we lie to ourselves. It's true for me too. So today let's take an honest view of truth telling. If we look at the truth together, we can face it and we can then grow in Christ. I was thinking this week about the idea of up in and out truth telling. You know, up in and out is our model for how Jesus lived in relationship. He had an up relationship with his father that guided everything he did. He had an in relationship with his disciples, those he did life with and he was closest to. And then he had an out relationship to those, the crowds, the people he was serving and ministering to and healing and sharing the gospel with. So if we look at up in and out in the context of truth telling, I was thinking about the scripture from Micah 6, Micah 6, 8, that says, what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? 
Well, we can draw each of those three things into our up, in and out. Up, truth telling to God. Walk humbly with your God. First Peter 5, 6 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. So this idea of truth telling to God requires us to be humble, to come under his authority, to recognize we don't run our own lives, but we're under his authority. And we get his authority through scripture. Are we taking scripture in? Are we continually, daily, weekly studying? Are we venturing into the truth as it applies to us today? Not just the gospel in general, but today's truth for our life. I think that's a really important challenge because as we're humble, we actually can have the opportunity to grow in Christ. And then truth telling in to our faith community pulling the phrase love mercy, that we are meant to love mercy, especially as we're interacting with our fellow believers, with our brothers and sisters in Christ. How do we deal with life with them? And James 5.16 says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be helped, may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And Colossians 3.16 says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So this idea of praying for one another, confessing to one another our sins, and to teach each other and admonish, which means to set each other straight, to tell it like it is, to help one another get back on track, to hold each other accountable in love. Mutual accountability and correction is a gift the people of God are able to give one another in love. So the third perspective in relationship of truth-telling is out to the world. And Micah 6 says to act justly. That's how we serve the world. We are acting justly. We're called in Matthew 28 to go and make disciples of all nations. And we are never to lose sight of the Father's vision for the world. We are workers in his kingdom. He has commissioned us to reach out with the truth. Uh, we do that as the Holy Spirit makes a way in relationship with others. We don't just go banging on people with the Bible. We, we, do, we share through the relationships the Holy Spirit creates for us. And then we saturate all of that connection to others outwardly in love and invitation to Jesus. But instead, we tell the world what's wrong with them. Because of that, Christians are perceived as judgmental, hypocrites. How does that draw anyone to Christ? We have got this so backwards. In my neighborhood, my local community neighborhood, there's no relationships. 
It really grieves me. We've been there 32 years and there's nothing more than a passing wave and you know, while you put the trash out. It's really easy to be invisible. It's isolated. And it's, there's certainly no friendship or accountability. And it's not easy to grow in relationship with each other. And because of that, you know, quite honestly, I can't wait to move and have a fresh start to, to actually make community in a new place. And how much more sad is it that I often see the same disconnect in the church? People are just too busy for one another. When relationships stay on the surface. You know, there's just, you know, we're not different from the world in that regard. If we don't know people and we're not known by them, how can we sharpen one another? That iron sharpens iron. How can we do that? It's just too easy to coast and it's too easy to lie to ourselves about how we're doing. So our growth in Christ becomes stagnant isolated, and our witness to the world becomes rendered inauthentic. Okay, I admit it. I'm admonishing you. I'm admonishing me too. I'm admonishing you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, but truly it's in love. I want all that Christ has within you to come to fruition. And we need each other to be able to do that. I want it for myself too. It's only going to happen through the transformation that happens in the spirit. So what are we going to do as we take a look at our lives and the temptation of sin? How do we stand in this world to be different from the world? and inviting to others who don't know, yet know Jesus. How do we show them that we are transformed in him? We need to truly be Christian community. And that's more than fellowship, enjoying seeing one another on Sunday morning and the happiness we feel in worship and when we get together for lunch. We need to do life together. We need to make room for one another. Invest your time in each other. Make some space, make some time. The time is so that we get to know one another. If we don't know one another, how can we help each other walk this path? How can anyone speak into our lives? As we know one another, we're able to build truly authentic relationships. We care about each other, not just in passing, but we, we know each other, we care what's going on in our lives. We listen to one another and we show love to one another. And then we need to protect one another with admonishment, with the loving correction, with the truth telling, when someone is drifting, when someone is making choices 
that are not God's best. We need to do that in love. It's a special gift that we give to one another to help us stay on the path of Christ. And we grow one another with encouragement because we share whether we share the ups and downs with one another and we walk with one another, whether we fail or whether we flourish. We encourage one another to do better, to grow closer, to read the scriptures, to understand what God's saying to us now and do something about it. We need to welcome and receive one another. You need Christian community who will hold you accountable and love you and walk with you. I need it too. We are not perfect, but we are designed to help one another with that problem through Christ through the Holy Spirit already working in us, but it's fulfilled as we walk together and we help one another. How, how will you assure that you grow in Christ? I really want each and every one of us to grow up into Christ who is our head, as Dan talked about last week, to grow up into Christ. Well, I don't have the answer for you about how you're going to truly walk in Christian community. I know that coming in the fall, we'll be launching life groups, which are groups that do life together. It's not a life commitment. It's groups that share their lives, groups that get to know one another and speak about what God's doing in their lives and hold each other accountable. That might be a pathway for you to find true Christian community. Find a way, find a way to enter into this beautiful gift that Christ has given us, his body all together under him. We grow together, we become healthier together. So let's lean into it and grow. Let's pray. Father, I give you thanks that you have given us Christ as our example. And then you've given us one another so that we don't walk this difficult path alone. We have the one to follow and we have those to journey with us. Let us be more intentional. Intentional about how we live it out. Intentional about walking with others opening our lives up vulnerably to one another, letting others speak into our lives, bring us encouragement, correction, and pouring love on us because we need it through Christ. We ask this, we ask you to give us a way to change us and make us the most inviting, desirable community because of the way we live with one another so that the world will long for what you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.